Do you know what I mean? I'm shifting gear. 10.14 on uh, SAFM. So we're speaking now to a mum who decided to introduce her child to diversity when it comes to dolls because it's SMME to Tuesday. Nondumisa Kogela was not too happy when she realized that there aren't enough dolls that represent diversity. So she decided to make them herself as a way to teach her child that being brown, having an afro uh, is normal and it's likable and it's lovable. She joins us now on the line to talk about her experience and her journey in this business and why she feels diversity is important for children. Nondumiso, good morning. Uh, you own Imibongo Kamakulu Handmade Dolls. That is something. Tell me firstly how you decided to name it Imibongo Kamakulu Handmade Dolls. Good morning, Nondumiso. Good morning, KG. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, when it comes to, to my business, I, I decided to name it that because it's actually named after my daughter. Um, so that's the name that she was given by her paternal grandmother. And I thought it was fitting since she had been the reason that I even had the idea to begin with because I had the idea when I myself struggled to find a doll um, that was brown for her when I was shopping in stores for just a cuddly something that she could, you know, grow up with and and um, be close to and, and form an attachment or just to, you know, relax with. And I couldn't, I went to stores and I noticed there was a lack, a serious lack there of, of diversity and choices when it comes to brown dolls. There was simply one in between many different variations of your white dolls. And so I saw a lack there and that's where the idea came from, which why it was fitting, which is why it was fitting for me to name it after my, my daughter. Yeah, that's a beautiful name, by the way. Uh, I didn't think that would be the explanation, but that's a beautiful name. I mean, uh, yeah. in, in many ways, you wanted to educate your daughter about issues of diversity, right? So when you ultimately even uh, created the doll, because even in our blackness, we vary, right? We vary yeah. in our shades. Uh, we yeah. vary even in the tone and the, the texture of our hair. We vary. Mm -hmm. uh, some of us have flat noses. Others actually do have long noses, uh, yeah. you you know, so uh, when you make uh, brown dolls, how do you make sure that even they are representative of the diversity that exists within us as black people? Well, when it comes to the dolls, I had to really think of, I had to keep in mind that the, the doll is being made for younger children because it's a soft, it's a, it's a, it's a plush toy, basically. It's a soft toy. Um, and so the features had to be quite simplified. And also because the business was quite young, I had to start with what I had. And at the time, the simplest, the simplest way I could make it was to at least have two tones. Um, within within the range and have a darker shade and a lighter shade. In future, we would love to incorporate more because we know that we come in many different shades. I mean, I know I've had people ask me, why don't you have one that's freckled and so on? Because yes. we do have that as well. Yes. And we're, it's, it's <laughs> something we're going to get to. It's something we're definitely going to get to. But it was important for me to represent both those two, which are the most standout features in the, is that we come in dark shades, we come in light shades as well. Yeah. And with time, we would love to include a, a whole lot more but that's going to require for the business to grow um, much bigger than where it is right now and I have full faith that we're headed there. Yeah I mean uh, first of all uh, I think for me what fascinated me the most when I was reading your story is the fact that your dolls are handmade each one mm -hmm. is specifically handmade does that place yes. a challenge uh, for the business in terms of making sure that you have enough to take out before we even have a discussion about the distribution the mere idea that every single one has to be handmade is that challenging yeah. 
It's definitely challenging, especially because for the most part, I'm still doing most of, I'm still making the dolls myself. Oh, wow. With the help of, of with the help of, of one other lady when um, season is, is, when we're in high season, like right now, then I have someone who comes and helps me. But during the year when it's slow of time, I mainly do it myself. So it does present a challenge because it means I, there's a, there's a waiting period. It's, it's not a doll that you can buy and you have it within a day and it's, it's to you already so there's a time yeah. um, and it also means that there's special love and attention to detail that's paid to each and every single doll that actually leaves yeah. um, our, our workspace and goes out to the different homes Yeah, and then let's talk distribution because it is hard uh, I'm mm. finding for people that uh, make brown dolls uh, to get proper levels of distribution amongst the big retailers how are you doing distribution wise? In terms of distribution, um, we have, we work with different with various stores as well as we are also available on takealot.com. So I have a store that's in in Cape Town that I'm supplying right now with dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, I'll find a store in Joburg soon. Mm. Um, and in Durban, we've got a store that we're also supplying with dolls. So that's how we've been able to solve that issue of of how we um, how we distribute our, our dolls. We also have an online store, so people can order from our online store on www.nibongo.co.za and we will courier nationwide. Yeah. Where are you finding uh, the the biggest amount of uh, your uh, distribution? Is it coming from stores or is it on e-commerce, your your online platforms? Because a lot of people are using online platforms these days, Mm -hmm. uh, also because of COVID, I suppose, uh, to to make their purchases. Where are you finding uh, your biggest traction at at, uh, with your distribution? actually depends on the season, I would say, because right now I'm finding the biggest uh, contribution is from my online store. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, in, it's e-commerce is my, my biggest contribution. That's where I'm getting majority of orders because then people don't have to figure out where can they find me in their city. Mm. Um, so it's just easier when they know. And I use a trusted courier service as well. So they know that, okay, if I order, place an order here, this is what she says she'll ship it with. They'll get it in whatever time frame. And, and most people seem to be familiar with the, the courier company that I use. So I find it's mostly e-commerce right now, but during the year, um, it'll actually be my stores that usually perform um, a, a lot better in uh, keeping the, 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 um, the products moving. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go to a quick commercial break, Nondumiso, and and come back and and talk uh, your your target market because uh, I'd be amiss to assume just uh, that uh, you have uh, only a black target market because sometimes there's white households that want to educate their children around issues of uh, diversity. So I want to find out where you're you're finding uh, your current target market being when we come back. We're talking to Nondumiso Kogela, who's the owner of Imibongo. Kulu handmade dolls. It's 1021. You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SFM. 1022, welcome back. Uh, we are in conversation with the owner of Imi Bongo Gamakulu Handmade Dolls. And uh, she started her business uh, when uh, she decided to introduce her child to diversity when it comes to dolls. And uh, she wasn't happy when she realized that there aren't enough dolls that represent diversity on shelves and uh, started to make her own dolls. By the way, uh, the you know, the person who the dolls were named after, was she happy with her doll? 
Yes, she loved it. She was the first person to to. She was your first customer in a way. She was my my very first customer. Yes. I still have the picture. I believe the doll still exists, but eventually, eventually the dress I think came off, and then she was in tears, and which I didn't understand why she still wanted it because it's so old. Oh. But she still loves that doll to this day, um, and she was super happy. And then my second person who approved the the first draft really yes. was my husband, and he encouraged me. Um, and I moved from that point to showing it to my friends, and they were also ecstatic and, and that was enough push for me to make this thing come alive and try to build a business around it. In terms of target market, because I know that the business was born out of a need for diversity. I get that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But the discussions of diversity uh, don't only happen amongst us as black people only. So where yeah. are you finding uh, your target market? My target market, it's, it's been a beautiful thing to see, to be honest, because I did initially start the business thinking that my target market was black households because I knew that we were facing this challenge mm. when it comes to finding dolls of color for our own children. Um, and so initially when I started the business, that's who I thought my only target market was. Um, but I found that there was a lot of um, my white audience also that had adopted black children or that mm. just simply wanted to incorporate diversity in their toy. Mm. Um, in their play um, so for their children and that's what they would do they would buy these dolls for their children and it was simply a matter of within our within all of our toys we don't need to just have only um, one color because when you go outside of your house you need people of different colors and different um, ethnicities and backgrounds and it's important to reflect that even in the home or at least bring attention to how important it is to know that um, there's, we're, we're a rainbow nation and yes. so on. Um, so my audience right now and my target market right now, it, it's, it's, it's multicultural and it's, it's something that makes me very happy because it's mission accomplished. Yeah. So why is diversity important to you as a business owner and as a mom? And why, uh, you know, did you uh, make sure that you follow that path and have it lead you to ultimately, uh, you know, uh, being in a business around diversity? Because the ethos of your business are primarily mm-hmm. around uh, divers- diversity. Why is diversity important if, uh, to you, even in South Africa today? Yeah, I I just felt like the the questions that I I began asking myself when I noticed the lack of diversity I found was very important and I knew for a fact that it affects all of us um, when we grow up as we notice things in the back of our minds. Did we lose you, Nondumiso? Oh, I think we lost Nondumiso there. Uh, the 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 line cut. So uh, yeah. Um, uh, I think she said she's on www.imibong. I don't know if we're going to get her back, but uh, her line cut, because I think it's important for us to get her back for her socials, uh, for the official website. I saw one of the dolls uh, online. Uh, they look so cute, really, and uh, they're diverse to the degree, uh, as, as, as I said, uh, that she could make them uh, because she, as you heard her say, still makes the dolls uh, herself today. Uh, they they are handmade, which means essentially every single one of them uh, is unique. So I don't know if uh, we can get her back. But uh, just in case uh, we don't, uh, go to www.imibongo. Uh, the dolls are called Imibongo Kamakulu, uh, handmade dolls. So I think uh, we lost her now. So look for her online uh, on Imibongo Kama 
Makulu handmade dolls. That was a, fasc- a fascinating conversation around dolls. What kinds of discussions do you have with your children uh, around diversity using dolls, uh, of course, uh, as a tool? So you can uh, talk to me on WhatsApp also if you want to. But here's Nana Koyote Mutijwane and Steve Gegana.